Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Let Me Talk. I'm Michelle Elman. And I'm Molly Lee. And in this podcast, we talk about everything from sex to spirituality, dating to diet culture. And today we are talking about boundaries. It's yes, one of are. my favorite topics. Amalia likes <laughs> to say that I talk about boundaries like all day, every day. Yes, you do. Um, and I think it's because it was, it's still a fairly recent discovery for me but also I think my life did transform quite dramatically as soon as I um set a boundary so I learned about boundaries either from my therapist or from Brene Brown who is an incredible author who mainly writes on the topic of shame um and how she defines a boundary is simply telling someone what is and isn't okay in terms of like their behavior or the actions or something like that like setting a boundary is simply saying that is not acceptable behavior and I won't tolerate it. Um, that's a very simple definition. It's a lot easier once you we get into it, you'll start to understand what a boundary is if you don't understand what a boundary is so far or you've never heard of the word. Yes. <laughs> is that all you had to add? What's your definition of a boundary? What you said. Okay. <laughs> no, but boundary is just when you make it very clear for someone what, what is okay and what is not okay. Yeah. You make it very clear. And, but it's interesting then to see how people respond to boundary because I feel like it's almost a good litmus test to see uh, how much someone respects you. It's also how much they respect your boundaries. Well, I think it is quite shocking when you first set boundaries. So when did you discover what a boundary was? I swear that must be through. I think we all discover boundaries sometimes. Around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for instance, if you grow up in a home where you have clear boundaries, but what's okay, not okay. Like, there are certain... Oh, no. I think there was a conversation, like, two, three years ago. I think if you asked our parents' generation, most people wouldn't know what the word boundary meant. Like, I think it is very much our generation talks about boundaries and, like, self-care. Like, again, I don't think our parents' generation... Yeah, I think they probably didn't really call it a boundary. But, for instance, we had certain rules in my house. and Oh, yeah, you 100% set boundaries with kids. It's just you might not call it that. Yeah, but in terms of properly the definition and properly, like implementing to my own in my own life probably not until adult age until recently yeah but I think also it's quite interesting that you set very clear boundaries with kids and then as they grow older not only do you lose that boundary in terms of the parent-child relationship but you also lose those boundaries as adults between like your friends or um just anyone in your life Absolutely, that there are yeah. no like adults don't have boundaries with each other whatsoever most most yeah, yeah. 
well, that's why there's such a change once someone yeah. learns about boundaries and learns how to like implement a boundary that there's a lot of pushback from the people in their lives because yes. it forces it forces people in a very uncomfortable position because first of all, it's change, it's something different, but also it's a lot easier when the person you're relating to has no boundaries because you can push the like bar and well, that's not even the phrase, but like you can push it and you can like take advantage of the person when they yes, have no boundaries absolutely and I think I've been on both sides of the coin yeah because I remember I was in a situation I remember I was talking to you about this in a situation where I would always be late when I was going to see my then boyfriend yeah and I remember you were saying uh that he needed to have clear boundaries yeah I obviously didn't tell him that uh but I've been the person who's kind of pushing it because I realized that I would always be late and he I know he said it was not okay but I would keep kind of pushing the boundary because when I broke the boundary, there were no real consequences. For instance, if yeah. we were going for a dinner and I, it was 15 minutes and he was still outside in his car, yeah. of course, what he should have done, he should just have left. Yeah. Instead, he was sitting there and I would get away with it. And I think that's, it's in a way, it's a bit of a childish thing. Well, so that's what, this, to kind of explain it a little bit more for our listeners, what had happened was she was saying how one of her worst habits is one one of Amalia, I don't know why I'm saying her, you're sitting right here. Um, <laughs> one of Amalia's worst habits is being late. And she was like, oh, but you don't really mind. And I was like, no, but I don't tend to mind because you're always coming over to my house. So if you're late, I don't, like, I have things to do. Yeah. If I was waiting in a restaurant, I'd be annoyed. At which point she was like, well, I have done that to like my boyfriend at the time. Um, and I was like, yeah, but also it's a two-way interaction. Like, yes, it's not okay for you to be late and no, you shouldn't take advantage of it. But that would never happen in our relationship because if you turned up more than half an hour late at a restaurant, I would not be there. And yeah. I would not even text you to tell yeah. you I would not be there. I would be leaving and I would be like, it's disrespectful to my time. And I would have sent you a message being like, that was hugely disrespectful of my time. Do not do that to me again. Um, and what's usually important with a boundary is you set a consequence that you're actually going to follow, oh, follow yeah. through on. Mm. So um, what I would have probably done is if I texted you and you didn't reply, for example, I'll be like, I'm going to wait here for five more minutes, otherwise I'm leaving. Yeah. And that's a boundary and a consequence of what's going to happen. And like people think a consequence is like dramatic and huge. And I think because we only really have examples with kids of a consequence where like you take away their lollipop, which is an awful consequence, by the way, do not relate food to punishment. <laughs> but like, or you lock, you take away their phone or whatever. Those are like boundaries and consequences with kids. With yeah. adults, it can be so very simple as stop talking about diets, otherwise I'll walk out of the room. That yeah. is a consequence. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'll never speak to you again. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is that when someone puts down a boundary, very yeah. often people will take it as them being very angry at the person. Yeah. But it's not really about that. For instance... If he had, when he's been waiting for 30 minutes and I didn't show up, if he had gone and left the restaurant, I mean, of course I'd be upset, but yeah. I would understand it. See, I also don't think I do the, like, I think you're right, there's a little big misconception about the fact that you're doing it out of anger. I'm not doing it out of anger. No, it's, it's not just, to be petty. It's no, just... but as in, like, I'm not storming out of the restaurant because no, I'm angry. No, no. Like, I'm like, I've waited here long enough. I have better things to do. And I, mm. frankly, I'm not going to spend my time with someone who won't respect mine. Mm. Like, that, I'm not angry about it. Mm. I have better things to think about. I have better things to do than be angry mm. about that. Um, of course, like, well, it depends on the situation. But, like, obviously, if you've wasted my evening, I'll be annoyed. Yeah. But, like, um, it's not done 
out of anger. The boundary is not done out of anger. Another important thing to say with boundaries is um, you give someone a warning before you do the boundary. So a lot of people like, um, like I think you use that example with being late with your with your boyfriend where it was like multiple times and then like he exploded essentially and I was like yeah but that's not how a boundary works you tell someone this is what I'm gonna do and then you do it if you don't say the before part you don't say that this is what I'm gonna do Mm. then that's just like that that's not logical that's because then it is just it seems like an extreme reaction whereas you're not giving the person the chance or the warning to actually amend their behavior yeah I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, so I think I also want to touch on the point which you said about how um, people don't like a boundary being enforced. No. Have you had any negative reactions to like people to enforcing boundaries and people yes. just like... Yes, I have. I think for me, one... I have a very strong boundary that I'm not interested in engaging in conversations related to weight loss and diet culture. I mean, there are certain conversations I can have. Yeah. But if people very, they they talk about, for instance, if I have someone who struggles, a friend that struggles with an eating disorder, and they go in detail about their numbers and their eating behaviors and yeah. all of the disordered behaviors, if it's a like close friend of mine, or not even a close friend, it's just a friend of mine, I would set a boundary. And sometimes they get a bit, like yeah. guilt trip me a bit for it like oh I just thought we could talk about everything no we can't well I feel like <laughs> pretty much almost but also because it's like it's really easy to be like oh you're not being a good friend you're yeah, not listening yeah, to me yeah yeah but that is just not how it is because I also think it's like I had a really interesting question once on my Instagram which is like what if what if like your friend is going through eating disorder like and you want to support them but you also in recovery it's extreme and it's very triggering to help someone else and I was trying to relate it to my situation with PTSD and I don't think I could have helped anyone with PTSD even a year or two years after I was out of it I think sometimes you're too close to that situation where like you can literally be dragged backwards just by being around someone who is going through a similar situation I think for me I have a very I have an easy time if it's someone I don't know that well or for someone yeah. I'm not that close with for instance if it's someone online I will be able to help them yeah but if it is a close friend of mine or someone in close family it would hit a bit too it would hit home a yeah. bit too much so then I would have to kind of set up a boundary there yeah and I find out most people someone if you have someone that you're good friends with and there is a lot of mutual respect in the friendship when you set up a boundary most people will respect that yeah and if they don't maybe think why are they friends with you are they friend of friends with you to kind of profit off of you to kind yeah. of get emo- emotional labor off of you yeah then if someone doesn't respect a boundary there's a chance they're using you in some way or another yeah i think there's like i think people have a very narrow view of boundaries but boundaries can literally be anything it could be you saying you don't want to talk about diet culture it could be you saying um i don't know let me think of one of that like i don't know let's say um I guess because me and um, Amalia are both what you call influencers. Like, if someone was asking so many favours for you from your Instagram or, like, something like that, like, being like, hey, look, 
I just have a policy. That's another one I use. I tell people I have a policy of things. So like, um, I get a lot of requests for like student interviews and it just, if I did all, like if I did one, I would feel like I had to do all. I don't have the time to do it. So I say, I say that I have a policy against it, which is true because I don't do any now. Mm. Um, And I also say to a lot of people who are not even necessarily friends, just like, um, (laughs) people who know me, that I don't have a policy of sharing things on my story. Like, like because it's requested because I get a lot of messages from people who've like met me once at a party being like hey can you share this in your like stories and I'm like I know what my followers are interested in and they're not necessarily interested in your random event that has Mm. nothing to do with what like what I talk about on my page Mm. um so I I say I have a policy against that or I have a like bound that setting a boundary in that way um I have a huge boundary around lateness um because yeah uh, Marley is pretty much the only person she doesn't turn up late to me but I think that that shows it you never turn up late for me and if you do you text me ahead of time yeah I think it's it it kind of I would say that there's something I'm working a lot on but I have a very liberal view of time so if (laughs) for instance I'm gonna meet you around one then I might come 10 minutes after one but I would consider that as not even being late but I think it depends a bit because if we and you have a dinner reservation yeah then I wouldn't show up late but I think it also is a bit, I know that with you, I can't really get away with it. While this is what the example with my ex-boyfriend, uh, he would think I was so cute because I'd be like, I'm sorry. And then I would get away with it and he couldn't be angry at me. But I think that's the thing. Like, I think it was the second time, maybe third time we met, I said something like very strong worded about the fact that I find people who turn up late disrespectful. I can't remember that. But like, but I set, I set that boundary on pretty early in a friend like yeah. I've had a friendship end because someone was always late to be fair she turned up like one time we were going for lunch she turned up two hours late yeah. and I was standing outside and I, the restaurant I would say it's the difference when it comes to instance, lateness that border it's the difference between being two minutes late and to be turning up after two hours because but the main boundary I set is don't lie to me first of all oh, yeah Second of all, text me. Like, it's really not that hard to text me saying you're 15 minutes late. And what I really don't like is, yeah, I'm leaving the house now knowing you're still in the shower. Uh, Me. So, like, I think those are my, like, clear boundaries where I'm like, don't lie to me. Um, And I don't don't tend to set many other boundaries around, like, oh, how someone speaks to me. I don't like, I don't like people raising their voice at me. Mm -hmm. And I will walk out the room if you raise your voice at me. I can be a hypocrite in that situation. Because I do raise, like, my voice naturally raises. Yeah. um, And when I'm called on it, I do lower my voice again. Yeah. But I, I don't know why I have such a double standard with this, but like, I naturally raise my voice, but when someone raises their voice at me, my brain shuts down. Yeah. And it scares me. And so, yeah, so I have a quite strong boundary around that. Yeah. And also sexual boundaries are really important. Yeah. And especially if you've gotten them broken in the past, then it's going to be so important to keep them very strong sexual boundaries. Yeah. And like your boundaries can change, especially when it comes to sex, but it's about communication and like consent. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think one of the main ways I implicate boundaries, though, is, like, I cut people out quite a lot. And I've been told in the past that, like, I don't know. It's so funny because I grew up um, as a child uh, 
this is going to sound a bit weird, but like, I used to get told a lot, like in school that like, oh, no wonder you have no friends. And I remember that phrase being said to me a lot growing up. So I always saw like how many friends I had as an indication of like, how worthy I am or valuable I am as a person, like my worth, my value. Um, And then so like, by the time I finished uni, I literally had like, the most friends in the world. And then I I guess going through PTSD, I kind of like woke up and was a bit like, okay, I'd have um, like the most friends in the world, but most of them aren't great. Like when it came to my PTSD, most of them disappeared. Most of them were like, oh, she's got so boring, blah, blah, blah. And I just woke up and just like cut a ton of people out. And I cut a ton of people out at the end of um, university. And I thought, okay, cool. Now I'm an adult. These are the friends I'm going to keep for life. But I've probably cut out more people since university and this is like school friends and Mm. all kinds of things. And one of the main things someone says to me is like, oh, you're like, you're quite cutthroat about that. Mm. And I I honestly don't do it out of anger. When I cut someone out, I don't sit there in anger and in resentment being like, oh my God, they wronged me. Like, I literally just don't think about you. You don't exist in my universe anymore. And I like... That's just the way I am. Yeah. I think I'm more a person who, instead of cutting people out, I would distance myself from them. So I would still have them in my life, but I would... See, I uh, think that's yeah. shady. I Yeah, maybe you well, do. Because what you do... But that's what I do. <laughs> I, I'm guessing. Okay, people who say they distance themselves oh, and think it's a I'm better version now. of cutting oh, them out. The, no, let say me... That. Wait, hold on. If if you think that distancing yourself is a better version, let me ask you this: Do you actually are you ever actually transparent with them? Do they have any clue what's going on in the situation? I just kind of assume they know. Yeah, that's <laughs> so much worse. Like people say, me cutting people out is bad, but when I say I cut people out, I have a conversation with them and I say this friendship is not working for me any longer. Like. I really not like this, this, this. And like, I feel like we're in different places in our life. And I once said that to a person and she responded, if you cut me out, we are never going to be friends ever again. And I was like, I think we will be, but that's a risk I'm willing to take because we are fighting so much and it's so detrimental to both of our lives that I'm really worried that in one of our fights, because especially on her side, she, I really don't like people saying things out of anger. And I never forget it. If you said it out of anger, I don't care. You must have thought it in order to yeah, say it. that's true. And I don't say things out of anger. Mm. So, like, I don't understand people who say things out of anger because I, I don't do it. And I'm a Leo mm. and I'm very self-centered. Um, but I was like, honestly, if we stay friends, we, like, we're going to wreck each other and you're going to say something that is going to make me angry. But, like, we can't, um, we can't, keep existing like this um we're not friends we're not friends now but I do believe like in five years ten years we could be we might both change um whereas she did set that boundary where she was like if this friendship ends we will never be friends again and I was like but I was like that's your choice but I think that is actually a kinder way than slowly disappearing slowly not replying to texts and essentially ghosting a friend but you using the word distancing 
us. No, but the thing is that the people I would do this with are people where there beforehand has been a very clear... There's. It's not like I just do that because, oh, this person is kind of boring. I don't want to be around them anymore. It's when there's been a very clear conversation beforehand. But would there have been an issue? Like, that both of you would yes. have known that it was an but issue? But then again, I, I, don't, I don't experience this situation that much. I, think I feel like there I just was never that girl, argue though. with people. You had that one girl who you did slowly distance. Yeah, I've, I've done it a few times where I feel when people make when I you know my my like main thing is that when I'm around someone and I feel worse about myself being around them and they make they passive aggressively like they it's very small subtle things they were made to kind of uh, put me down yeah the most the smallest thing but I just noticed that after I've been spending an hour with this person I feel like insecure and funny then that is the reason why I would end the friendship but I just never really or it has happened but I very rarely argue with people in general yeah a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think my, I actually am going through a situation right now where it's one of a very rare situations where I don't feel like the relationship is so damaged that I don't feel I can actually have an honest conversation where I say, hey, this relationship is not working right now. Mm. When I say relationship, I do mean friendship. I don't mean like romantic relationship. But, and I was, I was thinking about it and I was like, I think I'm having, I'm going to have to do the ghosting thing because like, there is no way for me to say without sounding accusatory, like you make me feel really bad when I'm around you. Yeah. You, I think there's, there's a dynamic. And if you've been in a relationship like this, you will totally understand what I'm saying, where one person is like the hero or the savior and the other person is a mess. The only problem is that dynamic doesn't work when the mess, which was me in the situation, no longer is a mess. Yes. And so every time you see them, they're like Mm. digging for some problem in your life and creating holes in your life yeah when you say that i realize i do have friends where they always will focus on my negative things they'll ask me if i had if i had like the flu last week they will the first thing they'll ask about (laughs) was that flu and i'll be like 
come on <laughs> really but it's also like you go you go you're you're going for dinner or whatever you go into the dinner you're absolutely fine you've had a great day like your life <laughs> is great you walk out and you're like oh my god like it's not nice i remember i once um went on a i once went on a trip and i had just gone through a breakup and I, like you know what i'm like around boys usually when i have a go through a breakup i'm like my life is over blah blah with this guy, I was like, no, I was measured. I'd gone to therapy. I'd sorted it. I was cool. I knew what I was doing. was really proud of myself. And so, like, I guess the people in my life weren't used to it. And there was one person I was with, and I remember I spent the day with them. And at the beginning of the day, they were like, yeah, so I ended it yesterday. And he was he was like, oh, d- did you? Like, you okay about that? And I was like, I actually am. I'm really proud of myself. By the end of the day, no joke, I was crying, going, I'm going to be single the rest of my life. And I was like, the next morning I woke up and I was like, how? (laughs) I started the day being so proud of myself. Mm. And by having a conversation with a friend, I turned into a crying, sobbing mess. Like, that is not the way it should go. And the irony is that this friend would probably see themselves as some kind of hero that makes you open up. It's like, oh, she's like, was repressing it. Repressing it, yeah. Yeah, And it's kind of like, no. Like, I brought brought the emotions to the service. I was like, no, what it literally felt like, you know those, like, witch's pots? It literally felt like you taking a stick and, like, stirring up everything inside of me. Which, like, obviously, every I feel like everyone in their life has a fear of being alone and a fear of like all of that stuff and I'm like yeah of course it exists in me if you want to dig it out of me but like I was fine and I was and the funny thing is the next day I went back to being fine um but it is very strange how much power someone can have if that's the dynamic if that's the dynamic and it's all about that because I know that you if you want to you can make me cry within five minutes and I would just (laughs) like pushing into like fear of abandonment and everything but you're not going to do it because but also, Why? like, I remember one conversation where, um, so I, I, I don't live with her anymore, but I lived with my best friend for seven years. And, oh, it's really sad for me to say I don't live with her anymore. It, it's a new, new adjustment. Um, anyway, so, but at this time, we, were, we I was talking to this person. I still lived with her. And um, they were like, oh, so how, how's your roommate? And I was like, oh, she's good. Like, oh, have you ever considered living with someone else? I was like, no, I've done that before. I'm not the easiest person to live with. And I I lived with eight girls in a room in boarding school, lived with five girls in, like, university. Like, I don't need to go through that again. They were like, oh, don't you think you're getting a bit complacent with your life? Like, genuinely, that's how the conversation went. And I was like, oh, no, like, my sister kind of did the same thing. She lived with the same girl until her housemate moved out to move in with a boyfriend. So, like, that will probably happen in my situation. And then, like, I don't know, I'll deal with it then. Like, Mm. why am I creating a problem? Like, like, it's essentially creating a problem that doesn't exist. And they were like, yeah, but I think you should explore life. I think you've got a bit, like complacent with your situation they're and projecting like, their own issues on you <laughs> is he sure like, i'm absolutely Careful fine that. with my living situation yeah. <laughs> yeah but no that does happen quite a lot and i think in those situations i find it very hard to because you're not you the problem with ending a friendship is you give a reason but if the reason is you are literally digging into me and creating insecurities every time I see you. How do you say that to a person? Maybe you just with, say what you just said. But yeah, they but probably you can't, won't No, listen. but how do you say that without coming across as like, you're the, you're the responsible person. And if they're the kind of person who like digs and digs and makes everything your fault, mm. if you say that to them, they're like, 
oh, don't you think it's because, like, you do cut out a lot of people and then suddenly it becomes a, like, really analytical conversation about all of your friendships and what's yeah. wrong with you and friendships. Maybe that's why I just fade away. Yeah. And I just, so I must say I am contemplating that yeah. alternative with the, I think for the first the time in my life because yeah. I was like, there's just no way for me to say it. Like, past friendships I've been able to say... um, I've been it well actually no that's not true I have ghosted once but that almost on both sides we both because I sometimes feel that like energetically you both know you're not really friends anymore yeah. so you both just stop contacting each yeah. other a little bit yeah but that does happen yeah. but um what do you think about this thing where people say that it's very easy or unforgiving to just cut people out like it's almost the lazy way you don't have to do the hard work of like forgiveness and I mean, I think it depends on the pe- on the person because there are some people that you just should cut out of your life. For yeah. instance, if someone is abusive, if someone has some, like, narcissist, you should just yeah. cut them out. So there are some people where I feel it's okay to just yeah. cut out. I think my line is if the trust is broken. Yeah. Like, I, I remember recently I cut someone out because um, they had made a ton of assumptions about me and they didn't actually give me a chance to have a conversation about it. Yeah. And... I really don't like that because I'm like, if you've been friends with me for a year, two years, even like five years, you should give me the benefit of the doubt, having Mm -hmm. known me long enough that I'm a decent enough person that like I've not done the things that you've assumed or just give me a chance to have a conversation. Give me a chance to explain myself. And if you can't do that, then I've lost trust for you. And like, I think what, why I cut people out over like, the forgiveness thing is I find it very hard to build trust on a surface that's already been broken. Yeah, I can absolutely relate to that. Once trust is broken, it's very hard to build up again. It's possible, but it's very hard. It's why I also don't believe in going back to exes. Like, because I'm like, the trust is gone. It's not like every time a relationship ends, it's because the trust is broken. It could be other reasons why relationships end. Yeah, but in the back of your head, isn't it like, oh, the next time we get into a fight, it'll be a breakup. Not, not in my. That's case. a commitment phobe in my head. Yeah, no, I, no, I think breaking trust is one out of many reasons. It's a common reason for a breakup, but it's not like every breakup is because trust is broken. Yeah, well, I suppose it's that whole thing about like how you do it is really important. Yeah. So like, if you, I think, do you think there is a right way or a wrong way of cutting someone out of your life? I think it is so. It depends so much on the situation and the person. But okay, I, so what would you say is a wrong way? Uh, I would say, I mean, it depends so much on the person, but I would say if it is someone that you are very close with and you know that they have no idea why you're cutting them out, I think you should kind of tell them. Yeah. So I think, but in situations... That's true. If yeah. you leave someone completely in the yeah, dark, that's quite mean. left completely in the dark to the point where they're like, what did I do wrong? I think that is quite selfish. But the thing is, if you like what you said about narcissists, most narcissists will be like, "What did I do wrong?" Because they don't yeah. think they've ever done anything wrong in their life. But I mean, narcissists is is a very extreme exception because you know, like I've only had that situation once in my life where I met someone who was or had someone in my life who was a full blown narcissist. Yeah, and in that situation, like I. Of course, the person I knew very well, like the amount of things that this person did to me was like insane. Yeah, but they still don't know. It's true they don't. They kind of know. I don't. I don't even know. I think they know in the back of their head that I done something wrong, but for this person, literally, what I did is literally just cut out, cut contact. 
I didn't even go too much into details about what this person did then and then and then because it would be it would be so much could write a book about it you know yeah (laughs) so there are some people where you just need to cut out just well that's the whole thing with um narcissists is they actually say that the best treatment plan for a relationship with a narcissist is called no contact yeah so you literally just like disappear yeah um but do you think have you ever had a situation where you cut someone out and then they've come back into your like as in your friends now but at some point you cut them out yeah i've had that situation how did that happen um years times past uh and... yeah i had i cut out the friend and the friend just kind of randomly contacted me after a year and we just kind of keeping our distance but we were kind of in touch so i think we met up yeah but you're just keeping more distance in the friendship yeah than i'm before. keeping more distance the other person is not keeping as much distance but uh, i think more i've had that situation a lot in dating where uh, i've been when is someone i've been with i i have a tendency to cut him out and they always come back <laughs> and but this is also something yeah that's, but i think that's a test from the universe no but i also think sometimes in uh, when we are dating someone, for instance, when we break up with someone or we just ended after we've been seeing someone, we often kind of want them to come back, you know? I don't know about yeah. you, but I know for myself, I might be like, I'm never going to speak to you again. And then you kind of wait, oh, I set the boundary well, I there. Want- I wish I could remove that boundary, you know? Yeah, but it's kind of the thing you did what was good for you and then you want to yeah. sabotage it by wanting nah, them back. Yeah, mm, yeah, maybe. Like, the thing I want to do is I want them back. The thing mm. I should do is keep them out so yeah. like even if I don't want to I had it like actually a few weeks ago um I don't think I even told you this oh. <laughs> um but I like I had to delete it in like delete the message in a panic because I was like if I keep this on my phone I left it on my phone for 20 minutes and I'm not even joking I started fantasizing about all kinds of things from like oh maybe he's changed but and I was like I, the reason why I left on my phone for 20 minutes is because I was like, it was midnight, and I was like, I don't want to make a bad decision, I'll make it in the morning. With that message just being on my phone in 20 minutes, I ma- managed to go, maybe he's changed. I wouldn't want someone judging me on my 2015 version of myself. Maybe I shouldn't judge him on the 20, 2015 yeah. version of himself. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he looks so different. Maybe that means his energy is different. I left this message on my phone for 20 minutes, and then went, you know what? This message needs to not be on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, deleted it in a panic. I don't have his number, so I yeah. can't contact him anyway. Yeah, that's good. And I think in general... Uh, yes people change but let them show their, show you that they've changed don't yeah. just like don't because sometimes we project we really want someone to change yeah and they're like oh yeah 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 I swear he has a new haircut maybe that means he's taking better care of himself and maybe he's gotten a job this time because he's a haircut like no let people prove themselves to Wait, you but I did tell you about this guy I did tell you about him right no. You literally said word for word what I said in my head. Oh, interesting. (laughs) The haircut thing and the job thing as well. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, And then, yeah, I had the same thing with... um, with a friend and what happened it was it all ended in flames like it properly ended in flames like the last time I saw her was like crying screaming storming out of the house kind of thing we lived together um and what was really funny is two years we were best friends and two years later I just randomly saw her and like we were in a club we were in the queue going for the club and like I saw her at the corner of my eye and just like turned around because I was like oh my god like I've not not seen her since that happened and then she just like turned to me and she was like hi and then I just like burst out crying and was like I miss you 
Um, But I think the important thing in that situation when you welcome someone who you have previously cut out for an important reason before is to do it slowly. We didn't jump back into being best friends. I would say we are best friends now. In fact, she's moving in next week. But, like, it is about baby stepping it back. Like, where we slowly started seeing each other. We saw each other in groups. We didn't, like, do the one-to-one thing. And then, like, the friendship was still there. The love was still there. And that's why. And because you're right, there was no breaking of trust. Mm. It was just the fact that, like... There were some bad decisions made and some heated arguments where we said things which weren't very nice. And at that time in my life, I did say things in anger because um, I was going through PTSD and I had those regrets. And what's funny is that evening in the club, we sat down and we talked about everything. And it's so funny how you interpret, especially with two years of hindsight, how you interpret things so differently. Like I remember, I remember one, they wrote me a card one day and I remember I ripped it up and put it in the bin, but I'd conveniently forgotten that oh. <laughs> in the two years. And she was like, I remember one of the most hurtful things is I like wrote you a card to try to like make up and you literally ripped it up in front of me and threw it in the bin. And I was like, oh, it's a convenient how I've got that yeah. piece of the puzzle. Selective memory. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it's like, it is that thing of slowly going back to it yeah but I think so for that that when you've uh, cut someone out or you ended a friendship you ended a relationship yeah and you kind of re-establish contact don't jump right into it again. yeah don't, you don't suddenly, pick up where you left off. yeah don't pick up where you left because that friendship has ended that yeah. relationship has ended then you can build something a new, new yeah. maybe with a different intensity level to yeah. see if it works next time and hopefully with the viewpoint that both of you have grown up and both of you have changed and both have strong boundaries <laughs> that's a great place to end thank you so much for listening if you want to find amalia on instagram she is amalie lee i love how you first you said my name amalia and yeah because how you spell it is amalie so if they're looking you up amalia no but if they're typing it it's with an e so it's like amalie and but if you say it it's amalia a m a l i e in english that would be amalie full new word (laughs) <laughs> anyway Painfully and I'm, I'm at scarred not scared um, thank you so much for watching listening you watching listening listening bye 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 hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.